This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It is the Robin Lundberg Show coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage Studios when you need cash out of your home and a simple way to get it. Rocket can. You can join the show at 855-212-4227 at Robin Lundberg on Twitter. Talking Team USA winning the gold. I think what Kevin Durant has done this summer has solidified him as the best player on the planet at the moment. I also think, you know, combining his series with the Nets against the Bucks and what he was able to do for Team USA, it has more meaning than even his rings. And I was, I've was i been a little taken aback, to be honest, by the response to Team USA winning the gold. Uh, I, I guess maybe it's because I follow it more closely than people because I could understand thinking of the Dream Team and then seeing the U.S. win four straight gold medals and, and believing that like it's just a guaranteed thing that's going to happen. It's really not the case. I mean, 2004, U.S. didn't win the gold. Uh, you know, lost games to Puerto Rico and, and others. In that tournament. And that led to the Redeem team. Even the Redeem team, which was our absolute best players with motivation, who ran through the majority of that tournament, they needed a great performance, one of the all-time great games, maybe, you know, definitely my one of my top two or three favorite Kobe Bryant moments to win the gold against Spain, our absolute best. And the U.S. team finished 7th in the FIBA World Cup, and this current U.S. team lost exhibition games, lost its opener to France, and was in a tight contest with France for the gold last night and needed Kevin Durant on the team. If they don't have Kevin Durant, they don't win gold. And and, uh, I'm just a little taken aback by how people still think we could send college kids or that there's this massive chasm or gap and, and that it's just easy for them to win the gold medal. And that's not the case. The U.S. is still better. We still have yes, four straight games. golds. Yes, well, okay, but uh, there's four straight golds and other medals too for other sports. And everybody's saying don't send the best athletes there. Again, I'm d- just saying again for me and for a lot of other for most people because you know people like really not getting where you know people think I have some like hot take about. I'm saying the the USA should send amateur. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying if they were to win it. If they were to win a goal, like for me, USA basketball winning last night doesn't do anything for me. Maybe but, it does but, for you out there. Great, for, good for you. But uh, that was a tight game. Why doesn't it do like uh, again? France and the U.S. Because we win, a tight we 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 win every year. We win the gold medal uh, every time we compete in the Olympics. We win. Not 2004. I'm just saying it would be more memorable. Say if the amateurs were to win it. But but uh, well, of course it would because it'd be impossible. That's, I, I just don't, like, how do we think there's even a, a shot in hell that the amateurs, they, they get blown off the floor. The pros in the Olympics have never achieved anything as memorable as the amateurs have. What, what did the amateurs do? 
I mean, let's do it. You just go back to 1980 and the USA men's hockey team. Well, we're not, that's not basketball. Second, we had to stop. Again, se- again, you're not paying attention to what I'm saying. I'm just we saying- had to stop sending <laughs> amateurs in the uh, uh, basketball. That's what caused the dream team. And then now even our quote-unquote dream teams are, need a, a, you know, the, the best player in the world to have top performances to win. I, I mean, th- these are NBA-caliber talents they're playing. France is basically an NBA team. If we had sent a team of college players or amateurs, France beats that team. The spread is probably 40 points. The spread. If if not more than that. Let's go to Rob in Winnipeg. Rob, you're up next here on CBS Sports Radio. Good morning, Robin. I tend to agree with Adam, your producer, because Anthony. overall, amateur... Uh, the, the, the idea of the Olympics, as it is known, is for amateur athletes, not paid professionals. And that goes for any sport. So I'm saying that there should be no NBA players in, in the Olympics at all. You so take the- them away from France, Australia, every country. You play with your best amateur players. But does that go but for every sport on- then? Does that go for let, every let sport? Finish, please. I'm going to let you finish. I'm, at, I'm asking a follow-up to what you're saying. Does that go for every sport? Why just yes. basketball? All sports. The, the Olympics, as it is known, if you go back before the dream teams and all that, the, the basketball teams, they were all made of college players and players that didn't make the – maybe did, hadn't made the pros yet. So the point is those, those, profe- those non-professional athletes – got far more out of winning a medal in their sport than any of these professional athletes are getting now. Because, I mean, if you look at the dream teams, yeah, sure, they're blowing teams out by 50, 60 points. What's the challenge in that? What's but they're the not. In that they're, not for, they're not blowing teams out by 50. What is the challenge for other the, countries? There isn't any. What do you mean? Last night There's they no played a tight chance. game against France. This sounds like an uh, – you're not citing what other sports, by the you way. You're only please. talking about basketball. It sounds like an NBA bias to me. I'm not – it's not an NBA bias. It's a professional bias, period. Why are you only talking about basketball then? Give me an I'm example from another sport. all sports, winter and summer. No pros. I mean, isn't the Olympics supposed to be the highest level of competition? Yes, of amateur athletes, not professionals. I, I mean, I, I don't I don't see why. You don't get it. I, I, no, I don't. You do not You're right. get it. I don't get it. You're right. You're, because it's amateur. The, the Olympics is based on amateur athletics, not professionals. It's not based on amateur athletics. Because Almost everybody that's, that's competing, because everybody that's competing in the Olympics is a, a, a professional. Want. If the people realized that the amateurs are what brought the Olympics to the prominence that it had before the pros were there, they'd see what it was like. Go back I, I, I 30 years and watch the Olympics. Tell me, and you show me, and then come back to me with a, a, a better I, I, argument. I, I, I haven't heard your argument. You've only cited basketball. You haven't given me an example of any other sport. Uh, you know, uh, I, I'd have to look at the history of the participation in other sports as well, because let's be clear, most of us aren't following gymnastics or swimming or even track and field outside of the Olympics, but there are professional aspects to those sports. And those are the people competing. So uh, I, I don't. I'd have to go look at the Olympic history to see if, if it was better when the amateurs were doing those sports, or even if it was ever 
when the amateurs were doing that sport. It, it, it does seem like an NBA bias to me. NBA player bias. I got to be 100 with you. Billy in Toronto. Billy, you're up next here on CBS Sports Radio. What's going on? Yeah, hey, Robin. Yeah, I, I got a little bit of a different perspective here, Rob. You know, I, I just think that what has happened, if you watch the U.S. women basketball team, nothing has changed. They're clobbering everybody. And why? Because they've stuck to their roots. They play the same game that they've always played. Yes, they can hit from the outside, but they get the ball inside. And, and, and they, they mix it up. The NBA players now, it's been too much three-point shooting, even the NCAA. And if you're going to get into a shootout with the European teams, you're playing right into their hands. I mean, that's what these teams do. They move the ball. They play. They're very fundamentally sound. I don't understand why the American teams just don't pound the damn ball but, inside. But that's not play. true, though, Billy, because last night that's what, that's what France did to us. I mean, the strategy with France – and we were playing a switching defense, and we were switching on Rudy Gobert. And France's strategy was to get Rudy Gobert the ball inside. And there was plenty of times where Rudy Gobert had Damian Lillard on him or even KD on him. And, and, and there was a lot of instances U.S. traded three for, for two. Or Gobert was fouled, and, and he didn't shoot free throws very well last night. We'll only get one point out of that possession, including missing to clutch three uh, free throws down the, the stretch of that game. So it was actually the opposite of that. It, it was not, you know, I mean, it, our three-point shooting is, is part of what made the difference for us when France was trying to take advantage of its size. And if you look at the way the basketball is headed, most of the elite bigs are from overseas. I mean, you talk about, I, I just mentioned Gobert, but throw in Joel Embiid, Nikola Jokic, Giannis Antetokounmpo, I mean, the, the bigs are, are, are better outside of the United States than in the United States. Yeah, no, I, I agreed, Robin. And, and that's just because of the fundamental part of it. I'm talking about the last night's game is, a, is an, a, you know, yes, of course, they went inside to Gobert. And no question about it. But too much of the league, the NBA, and I'm, I'm not talking about this Olympic, too much of the league is just firing up threes. I mean, if you have a guy on your team and you name, you name the star in the league uh, that's scoring 50 and 60 and 70 points for you, I, I don't think that's a good thing. I think you've got to spread the ball around, move the ball around, and get back to your old-fashioned roots. I, I mean, I remember that, that super team that uh, way back with Bird and, and Barkley and everybody, they didn't have their bigs outside uh, firing up threes. They, they crushed them with good old-fashioned basketball. I mean, I, I remember watching the NCAA uh, tournament and uh, one of the teams that I had going a long ways was uh, was Auburn. Auburn shot ten for twenty five from the damn three uh, from the free throw line. I mean, the, 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 uh, you got to get away from relying on the three. Use the three, no question about it. But you got to get back to your way of of using your athleticism against these these European teams and away teams. And honestly, I don't think that there's a team around that can stay with, within 30 points of the American team if you mix it up. But don't rely on the three. If I'm coaching, if I'm coaching the, um, the uh, Euro team, you name it, France, Italy, whoever, you know what I'm saying? Let Damian Lillard shoot 40 shots from outside. Let, let uh, whoever, Steph Curry, shoot 40 shots from outside because they got to make those shots. 
But if they come inside, they're going to score on us all day long. Well, I, I, di- I disagree. I, mean, I I just disagree. I just don't think that's the way the game has evolved, and I don't think that's our strength. You know, the U.S. team's strength in particular. I mean, who's the inside player? Anthony Davis. LeBron James would probably be the best inside player, um, you know, to, to post up and play out of the post. But that that's not the, the way that the, the best players in the world play anymore. I mean, you could you could say you you like uh, you know a pound em style better. That's fine, but it's been proven to be less effective over the years. And it, I mean, think about it, it's common sense. You start with your you know not even facing the basket uh, in, in a lot of those situations. I mean, look. I mean, could there be some sweet spot in the middle? There's always going to be trends and the like. But that's not how the U.S. team is built. They're they're not going to win trying to pound you inside. We don't have those guys. Who who are we giving the ball to? to on that roster for Team USA last night? Who's pounding you inside? Bam Adebayo, Draymond Green. Let's go to Dan in St. Louis. Dan, you're up next on the Robin Lundberg Show here on CBS Sports Radio. What's going on? Hey Robin, let me say this. I hope you give me enough logic too, like you gave those other people. And I agree with you. Let me, let me talk about three points. First of all, let's talk about Katrina. Katrina, do you want the street ball people to uh, have a chance with the <clears throat> against the other people competition out the way? I ask you this question, Katrina: Would you like for your son to go up against Mike Tyson as a pro? No. And let me say this: <laughs> Would you like your BMW work for someone that knows how to work on a BMW, or you know, somebody a shady tree mechanic? I mean, everybody likes to have that dream to say, yeah, my kid, my son got the gold medal and stuff like that. But if a person, <clears throat> and some people trip off of uh, amateur. Amateurs is no more amateur. Amateur meant that you did not get paid for your profession, that you did. You name me one person that's in the, uh, in the Olympics that don't have a sponsor that aren't millionaires. These people get paid for doing the crap that they do. Uh, uh, also, let's take basketball, for example. Robin, look at this. I don't mean to be sexist or nothing like this, but the women uh, USA team will always beat uh, the other teams, uh, female teams of the country because of this, because the women in the United States have way more rights than other countries, so they can evolve. If you look at it, the women of the other sports will not evolve. And if you want people to join your sport, and I think it's a great idea what uh, NBA has done, it's institute what the Europeans are doing so that they can get better. I think that when the, the best thing that happened was that the United States took the dream team over there, and everybody in the country wanted to go up and meet Magic Johnson so they got better and better and better at their craft so they could get the opportunity to meet an NBA player or get paid in the NBA. What you think? Oh, yeah, no, no. I think that is exactly what started, and thanks for the call, uh, started the catching up process. I mean, the Dream Team captured everybody's imagination. And then the rest of the world, you know, basketball is the second most popular sport in the world. Soccer's number one, basketball's number two. And they play basketball all over the world. And as far as the women's game, I don't want to, like, paint all countries with a broad brushstroke. Yes, there are, you know, differences in, in specific countries. And you could point to some and say, you know, we don't like the way they, they handle things. But I don't want to paint all of them that way. And, and I think with the women, you're seeing the same process just a little bit behind um, where where the men were, as far as you know, the world catching up and getting better, but the world has caught up and gotten better, and there's no you know there's no guarantee of of gold. 
for the United States team. And if we don't continue to send the likes of Kevin Durant, they're not going to win gold. They, they won gold because Kevin Durant was on the team, period. Kevin Durant's not on that team. The U.S. does not win the gold medal. Just remove Kevin Durant from that team. They do not win the gold medal. France wins. Mike in Baltimore. Mike, you're up next. What's going on? Good morning, Robert. I'm very upset with you. First of all, I love listening to your show, and I think you're one of the best NBA guys I've ever heard, but you really got me going this morning. Okay. First of all, the Olympics mean nothing to me. I'm, I'm like, I think, your producer. That watching the NBA players win a gold medal means nothing, and I disagree with you. I think if you had a formidable amateur team of high-level college players, when you make the comment they would lose by 50 points. I believe that. Well, I don't. There's enough possessions in those games. I'm not saying they'd win the gold medal, but I think they could medal. I think uh, they I could. Don't, I, no. Well, okay, so let's get away from that. We disagree on that at the well, game. Here, can I, real quick, I'm going to let you continue, but uh, real quick, here's why they don't medal, right? There's two reasons. One, most college players, even very good college players, don't make it to the NBA level or are not, you know, very good at the NBA level. Like, you you know, um, so the talent that's on these other teams, remember, France, eight NBA players, right? Yeah, but you're Second, right, secondly, off, but, the, but the college secondly, players age. that they would send over would be guys who are NBA level. Yeah, but not if they're – or they're going to be very young. If right, they're going to be NBA players, like, you know, because the good, the good NBA players aren't in college very long. There's not, many, my, there's not many good NBA players who are in college for a long time. But and my main they're going to be too okay. young against grown men. There's a difference between a grown man and, and a, a, you know, a kid. Okay, let's get to my main point, though, because the other thing is never going to happen. Way too much Kevin Durant love this summer, and I'm going to tell you why. Give me a second here, because you're one of the best NBA guys I've ever heard. The Nets didn't lose that series totally because of the injuries to Irving and Harden. What nobody talks about, Robin, is that that series was lost in Game 3. Game 3 is not a game that the Bucks just came out and blew the doors off the Nets. The Nets had a three-point lead in that game with a minute to play. The Bucks went on a 6 nothing run to finish Game 3. Very ugly, 86-83. to If the Nets and if Kevin Durant has one of those scintillating performances in Game 3... They say goodbye to the Bucks for good. Kevin Durant had two phenomenal games in that series. In a series that they lost, you know what it reminds me of, Robin? Do you remember the Sacramento-LA Lakers series, that great Western Conference final they played in, I think, the year 2001? With the famous Game 6, yeah. Right. To this uh, day... Yeah, it wasn't this, 2001, because was I think 2001 was the 15-1 and Lakers run. But I, I get your point, yeah. Was it 2000 or 2000? You know the series I'm talking about. 2002, I think. One of the greatest NBA series I've ever seen, and I've been watching the NBA for 50 years. There are still people to this day who tell you that Sacramento won that series. This whole thing with Kevin Durant about him losing a second-round series, do you know that supposedly they want to build statues of him across every NBA arena? He lost a second Round series. Uh, I'm, a, I'm aware. I'm, yeah, I, and they had. Robin, and you're not wrong about. You're not wrong about game three. And I appreciate the call. I'm up against it here. Uh, you're not wrong about game three. And they had chances to win that series. But if that doesn't mean they didn't lose because they were hurt, they lost because they were hurt. The, the Nets would have won the championship if they were healthy. I think reasonable people 
can mostly agree on that. They would have won the title if they were healthy. They would have won that series if they were healthy. They weren't. They lost. It was a great series. Congratulations to the Bucks. You're listening to The Robin Lundberg Show. Maurice in Connecticut. You're on The Robin Lundberg Show here on CBS Sports Radio. What's going on, Maurice? How you doing? Thanks for the call. You got it. I just want to say um, uh, I remember why they sent the uh, pros to the Olympics. Mm-hmm. It was because we were sending our amateurs and we were playing other pros from other countries. Mm-hmm. And that's when um, Pontus do the um, dream team. And I want to say that also that um, I enjoy the Olympics. And uh, I think the world is getting closer, but I think that uh, we have the best players and stuff like that. But initially, we were sending our... Yeah, the, the the dream team happened because the we the rest of the country, everybody sent in their pros and the amateurs couldn't uh, compete at that level anymore. And that was yeah. in 1992. Uh, yeah. And the, the world has gotten obviously significantly better since that point. Um, and, and that's where I, my point of, is coming. I, I think people who think we could send the amateurs and they'd even have a chance at sniffing a medal, I think that's crazy. I legitimately think that's crazy. I, I, I think the... Uh, both the talent of the international teams and the age, you know, when you're talking about grown men versus kids, makes it impossible. It would be impossible for the amateurs to medal, essentially, or especially win gold, but even medal. They get they get destroyed. I, they, they'd probably be the worst team in the tournament. I, I, I just don't understand. I, I guess after watching – I've watched a lot of it. I mean – I followed it very closely since 2004 because one of my most painful sports memories is that 2004 team not winning, and I was furious. I, I would, I would, I remember sitting there watching and screaming at Larry Brown to put LeBron and Carmelo and Wade in the game. And Richard Jefferson kept missing corner threes, and Stephon Marbury. I don't know what he was doing out there. Like I, I, I that's one of my most painful sports memories. I followed it closer than most. I, I understand that. But I, I, you know, that was a, a big deal to me. And it took the, rede- you know, I remember staying up for that Redeem Team game against Spain in the gold medal. And that was not a guaranteed win. And that team had LeBron, Kobe, Wade in their primes. You know? Um, after that, the 2012 team was great. KD, you add KD to that mix. Um, but, you know, this team was not quite that collection and it, it took took a lot for them to just win they still have the best team they're still the most talented but it's not you know a guarantee certainly not a guarantee even with hall of fame players speaking of hall of fame hall of fame game for the nfl was on uh what day was that on thursday night and despite being up against the olympics and other things it was up 37% from where the last Hall of Fame game was. The 2019 game, because they didn't play one last year. 7.3 million viewers. I don't think TV ratings are important that important anymore. I don't pay that much attention to them. You know, these leagues are getting huge media rights deals even when ratings go down. You know, it's an antiquated way of measuring things, but man, 
Seven, just the idea of, of that many people. I don't even know who played in the whole thing. <laughs> who played? It was, uh, I, you know, preseason football was never my jam. It's just not a sport that's meant to be played in exhibition. No shots. I mean, if you want to watch it, watch it. You know, and, and I know there's guys trying to make the roster. I'm not shaming it or anything. I Just not that interesting to me. But it just shows you the appetite for the NFL. I mean, I say all the time, the NFL is the single most popular thing in this country. And I truly believe that. The NFL, you know, people are thirsty for the NFL to return. That's what that says to me. And maybe it also says, like, things are on a more normal schedule. There's no, there's no uh, worry that the NFL season is not going to happen or that it's going to be delayed or any of that stuff. In fact, I think I saw the NFL vaccination rate is up at 90%. So the strong-arming the players has worked. Even um, Though there, there's one player who suffered a little bit of a, a consequence from not being vaccinated, from publicly not being vaccinated. Uh, I'll tell you who that is coming up in a second. But I also want to know, you know, is this the most excited you've been for the NFL? Where, where are you at in your NFL excitement on today? What is it, August 7th? About a month away from the NFL season kicking off. 855-212-4227. And what are you most excited about for this NFL season? You're listening to The Robin Lundberg Show. It is The Robin Lundberg Show here on CBS Sports Radio. Gamecock AJ tweets, and this is an interesting comment. I used to care about the U.S. obtaining team goals at the Olympics, but now the politics just turned me off. With the majority of some teams being so critical of their country, see women's soccer, I just don't care about it like I did in years past. A couple things I um, want to raise with that tweet. One, I don't know what that has to do with the U.S. men's basketball team. Um, in fact, and, and I know the NBA has been an outspoken league and there are plenty of outspoken players. I'm trying to think of somebody on the U.S. men's roster from last night who I, I can't think of anybody that it has was even that vocal about anything. Certainly not Kevin Durant. That's just not his style. He's, he's, he's a basketball player more than anything. I mean, he'll, he'll admit that. Um, so I'm not sure what that has to do with the men's basketball team. Two, um, isn't part of what this country is supposed to represent, freedom of expression? And three, I know a lot of the people who tend to take issue with the politics and sports, whatever you want to call it, are the same people who would claim to be patriots and isn't not rooting or wanting the U.S. team to win the opposite of that. <laughs> so it's just a little confusing to me. But speaking of quote-unquote sports and political tie-ins, this shouldn't be political, and it's ridiculous that it is. It's embarrassing. It's embarrassing that it's a political issue. Um, but vaccine, I had said before, there's a um, player in the NFL who's who's getting some consequences from, from not taking the vaccine. Uh, and, and I've said this, and I'll, I'll, I'll keep this you know short and sweet, but you have the freedom not to take the vaccine. That is your choice. That is your right. But there are consequences for decisions as well. And I am firmly in agreement with the NFL's hardline stances on on policies that are essentially doing everything but mandating players get vaccinated. And because 90 percent of the league is is now vaccinated, you don't have to worry about any problems with this NFL season 
or the, the health of the teams um, or anything like that. But Kirk Cousins, Vikings quarterback, he uh, lost a hospital sponsorship he had. He was partnered with a hospital in Holland, Michigan, his hometown. And the hospital has severed the, the ties, at least for now, basically citing the fact that Kirk Cousins is not vaccinated because, as they say um, in their statement, as the trusted healthcare leader along the lakeshore, we are committed to providing accurate, timely health information and guidance based on guidelines from the CDC and medical experts. While we acknowledge that each person is entitled to their own viewpoints, those who speak on our behalf must support messages that align with the hospital's position on matters of vital health importance to individual and community health. For this reason, Holland Hospital will discontinue using Kirk Cousins as our spokesperson for now. We are proud of our association with Kirk. He embodies many values we respect and share as part of our work culture. However, we must be certain that our communications about COVID vaccination are consistent and unequivocal. Which makes sense. I mean, you, you know, they're, it's a hospital, for crying out loud. I just thought that was uh, noteworthy. I saw that early this morning. It's the Robin Lundberg Show here on CBS Sports Radio. You can get in at 855-212-4227. Let's go to Spike in St. Petersburg. Spike, you're up next on the show. Good good morning, my friend. You know, i got to make one comment on what you just said. Uh, I'm certainly not in your demographic what you want, but uh, you stuck with me until I can't breathe anymore. I'm 75 and uh, some health conditions, quite a few, unfortunately, but that's life. And I moved down to, to Florida because of a lot of reasons. And I moved into the armpit of COVID. I mean, it, it is so bad in this area that the, um, real quick on this, that the EMS guys and, and ladies that do it, they're, 31% of them are vaccinated. I was telling my wife, God forbid, you know, she's flying back up. God forbid, I get sick. You know, I need help. <laughs> I mean, that should be mandated. That's 31% of them are unvaccinated, you mean? Unvaccinated, yeah. yeah. Third, no, 31%. 30, yeah, 30%. 70 percent are not vaccinated. Seventy percent. Look in the all over the newspaper. St. Petersburg. Seventy percent are not vaccinated. Why that's not mandated to put people like me in jeopardy? But I'm going to stop with this because this this is just it's unnerving to me and it's scary, scary to me. But I got you and I got my sports. So let me get into the candy store real fast. You're going to answer this real quick because you're the guy to go to on this. Didn't the basketball season have basically no, uh, there was like no break for like 17 months. Am I wrong? Just a uh, month off? Basketball? Yeah. yeah. It, was the shortest, it was the shortest off season in the history of American team sports. It was, uh, shoot, uh, basically they played the NBA Finals in October. Right. They were, they were back playing by December. So it was about two months, uh, yeah. roughly. Not even if you count reporting to training camp and everything. So right. a month and a half. Yeah, yeah. Right. And summer league starts soon. So uh, I'm thrilled. I'm, I'm so happy that I got the NBA. I can't tell you. I mean, you know how much I love the NBA. And I was thinking about you when the deal was made. I said, now we're going to get LeBron and KD. LeBron injuries. It just, it, it's a no-brainer. If you know anything about basketball, it's all set up for Brooklyn, L.A. And, and just manage the time in the, with the Lakers. LeBron will resurge. I never, I've never seen him tail off. I really haven't. We've discussed this you and I for years. Maybe a little blip. So I'm going to. I can't wait for that to happen. And one thing on the Knicks, and stay well and be careful up there, because you never know what's coming back. Hopefully it doesn't. 
I think that, I think uh, Leonos, who I've known for 30 years, a brilliant deal. He, he, he getting Campbell Walker. Now we know the knee is what it is, but the Knicks haven't had a point guard, uh, a genuine point guard. He'll take the load off of Derrick Rose. They'll both be able to finish the game. And the real test for the Knicks, they may drop to a fifth or sixth seed, and maybe lower. But the real test is: Will Julius Randle acquiesce and give up the responsibility of bringing the ball up and creating his own shot? I'd love to hear what you have to say. And be well. well- Thank you. Uh, uh, the the Knicks, um, again, I, I think they're improved. They basically kept the same core, and you would expect R.J. Barrett to get a little better, and they added Kemba Walker. If they were adding Kemba Walker's like contract the same way, like typically I wouldn't be so fond of it, but they added Kemba Walker for essentially a tryout for nothing, no risk. Can't be mad at that. And Evan Fournier, who I think is a, a good player, um, you know, and – who was just playing against the the U.S. team last night? Um, so I, I think they're they're going to be better, and I think that the Knicks are a, a solid playoff team now, like w- which I haven't thought going into a year in a while. But like I raised earlier in the show, the one thing I would say they maintain their flexibility going forward, which is great. They um, have erased the the stench kind of around them, you know, the, their brand to a degree, which is great. But they also exceeded what they should have been last year. Like, that was not a four-seed team. I'm, I'm still, I still can't believe they won as many games as they won. So they may be a better team that wins fewer games, if that makes sense, or a better team that, you know, is a lower seed um, simply because they just did more than they should have a, a season ago. Let's go to Brian in Houston. Brian, you're up next here on the Robin Lundberg Show. What's going on? Not much. How are you doing today? Doing well. How are you? I'm great. Uh, you know, I just wanted to touch on the NFL being back and, and how excited I believe fans are to actually be in the stadiums and actually mm-hmm. cheer for their teams. Because I know, you know, with COVID and taking that away from people, that's just something we all miss. And as a fan, that's something I think the players feed off of, the fans feed off of, we feed off that excitement. And without it, you know, I'm not going to say the game is boring, but you know, it definitely lacked a little bit, in my opinion. You know, I, I, no, I hear you. And, and I think part of it's, it's almost like it feels more routine this time around, right? Like, it feels more like it's on a normal. Last year when we were talking about the NFL, there was no preseason to the same degree that there is now, right? Like, they didn't have the preseason. Um, and you were, like, wondering, are they even going to be able to play the season? There were all these delays as far as, you know, um, games getting moved and, and not knowing exactly how things were going to go down. Now, this year, you've got a more regular schedule. The Hall of Fame game was played. The preseason's going to be played. You know the season's going to be played. You know, the, the, the vaccine rates are up high throughout the league, so that takes away a lot of concern about, you know, cancellations or postponements or... Um, players not being available, those sort of things. And it's going to be a normal NFL season. And I think that more than anything else, in addition to the fans, like that's part of that that process too, fans being in in the stands this year. I think all of those things, when you take those into consideration, especially after the the year and change we've had, and look, we're still, you know, still have, um, the NFL season – is fully back to normal. The sports calendar 
is fully back to normal. And I think that that feeling that people have at the end of the summer, we're, and we're approaching the end of the summer and the start of the fall, and all, all the 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 I don't want to say nostalgia because it was just a couple of years ago that we were living the, the same way, but the the routine that people have is back, and and I think that has contributed probably to the excitement around the NFL. I mean, because even last year, obviously people still talking NFL, and the NFL was still highly consumed, but I, I sense a you know, it's almost like it snuck up on us last year. I remember when the, the opener happened, I was like, wow, the football season's actually started. Now it's like, oh, yeah, this is how it works. They have the Hall of Fame game. Then I have my fantasy football draft. And, you know, I, I go to my team's training camp or whatever, what have you. And I, I wonder if this is, you know, where does this rank in your most anticipated NFL season? Is this the most excited you've been for an NFL season? Eight five five two one two. Four two two seven eight five five two one two four two two seven. You you also have um, the NFLs remain relevant in the off season because of the Aaron Rodgers deal, right? I mean, Aaron Rodgers has been in the news all off season. Had some news yesterday. Uh, Josh Allen signs six year two hundred fifty eight million dollar deal to stay with the the Buffalo Bills. Where does Josh Allen rank on the the QB list? Maybe I'll I'll run through. Um, my my quarterback rankings coming up at the the top of the hour. I know that's low hanging fruit, but sometimes low hanging fruit is still delicious. Let's go to Emmanuel in Flushing, New York. Emmanuel, you're on the Robin Lundberg show here on CBS Sports Radio. Hey, Robin, how are you, man? I'm well. well. How are you? I'm good, man. Can't believe tomorrow's my birthday. <laughs> yeah. Um. Listen. Happy uh, birthday. Sorry, I should have I oh. should have immediately said happy birthday. Happy birthday. Uh, oh, yeah, thank you. I appreciate it. Um, listen, about the NFL, do you think um, the, the vaccination situation will be a problem moving forward? No, I don't think so because, again, I think that, like I said, that they're about 90% throughout the NFL. So it may be a problem for some specific players. Like, it may be a problem for Kirk Cousins, right? Like, yeah, the, I heard, the, the, yeah, the, I heard not about just, his comments. Not just him losing his sponsorship with the hospital or whatever, but like, you know, the the strict rules they have in place for unvaccinated players. So it could be a problem for a select few players, but for the NFL itself, no, I don't yeah. think it'll be a problem. I think, it, in fact, it'll be the opposite of a problem. Yeah, I, I, listen, I, I'm not gonna get into who should be um, um people have a right to vaccine or whatever. I'm just saying, just be careful, man. Just and also just be careful what you say, man. I think Kirk Cousins' comments was in a way full of ignorance and, and misinformed. Sure, I mean, uh, yes, I, I do think it was it, he was ignorant in, in what he said. And I think a lot of people would just say, I want to do my own research. That's just a, a placeholder or it's private. It's just a placeholder. You are correct. Everybody has the right. Mm-hmm. I'm not telling I, – I don't want to shame people either. I don't think that's a good – No. I don't think it's a good motivational tactic to shame people. I just would – No. Due to I'm the data – I would yeah. highly recommend getting vaccinated, <laughs> and I think it would yeah, be good I for mean, all of us of course, the more people I mean, get vaccinated. Of course. I mean, I asked questions about the vac- um, about the vaccination even before I, I was vaccinated. But you know what? Let me just do it, you know, just, just make sure that everybody around me feels safe because I don't want them to put – I don't want to put them in a situation – uh, that, that they, they will, I have to be there. I have to go with it. And listen, yeah. I'm, listen. If people have a right to to do what they want to do, just be careful. It's not what you do; it's how you do it. 
Well, and and how you impact others, like you said. And I'm running up against it. I appreciate the call. Happy birthday. Um, you know, and, and I understand some hesitancy around something new. It's about to receive full approval, though. I think uh, Pfizer already did. Moderna's about to receive full approval. It's not a new technology. They've, you know, uh, and and needing vaccines is also not a new thing. My kids need vaccines to go to school. You know, you've always needed certain vaccines to go travel abroad to places. So the idea that having you know required vaccination like a lot of workplaces are having now is new is is not that's just that's just untrue that's just untrue 855-212-4227 at robin lundberg on twitter josh allen a big new deal where does he rank amongst the quarterbacks in the league i'll tell you where i'd put him coming up next but also like i said want to hear from you 855-212-4227 Josh Allen, the, the king in the north. Well, at least Buffalo. It's the Robin Lundberg Show here on CBS Sports Radio. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You said my world on and podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 